If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. When I saw it firsthand, I said, wow, I can't look away. It creates the image, but you do not see the method of how that image is being created. And all you see is that 3D image. It's floating in midair. When you see it, it feels magical. A 3D sign rotates in the air in front of you. A sparkling diamond ring slowly turns in the air in front of a jewelry store. Or an old-time steam engine suddenly materializes and starts whistling its way down the tracks just above your head. What you're experiencing is hypervision, a technology that's going to disrupt the future of not just advertising, but could potentially disrupt the ways that we convey our personal messages and have fun. Technically, hypervision is the world's first 3D holographic display, and it allows you to create your own content and display it in the course of teaching, promoting your small business, hosting a special event, or just having fun. Ed Teller is Hypervision's USA Regional Director. Ed, before we get to talking about this exciting technology for Hypervision, which is seriously cool, I'd love to know how you first became aware of the technology and of what they're doing with holograms. Dot, first of all, thanks for having me on, and I'm glad you asked that question because that's one that comes up quite often. For me, I actually spent 23 years with the Coca-Cola company, and I had retired, and with my tenure with the Coca-Cola company, I was involved with innovation. So I did have a friend that had mentioned to me about seeing the technology of hypervision at a show and suggested that I reach out to the leaders of hypervision. And so I did that and had a you know phone conversation, went very well, actually went over for an interview. And you know, when I saw it, I was like, this is so cool. It brought me back from retirement. I said this is something that I just got to get closer to. And then after meeting the whole team and just what a wonderful bunch of folks. And so they had me at hello, so to speak. When you saw that and said, this is so cool, what did they show you first? What was their first look at their holograms? You know, I did not see it until I went to their office in Europe and was able to look at it firsthand. I did see it online. And as you know, you saw it live. It's, you know, when you put it in on a screen, it becomes more of a 2D. It's not as impressive as firsthand. When I saw it firsthand, I said, wow, I can't look away. I know I'm not the only human being that has the same reaction <laughs> that can't look away. So I thought, you know, gee, Ed, this is something you got to be part of. And that did it. Please tell me the story of hypervision. Yeah, sure. So it started originally the two initial founders started it in 2011. They were actually the winners of the Dragon's Den TV show, which is the Shark Tank of the UK. And they won some other awards and some British awards. And then eventually also they were had an investment from Mark Cuban. And that was about 2015. Well, it really started to commercialize. So it was really cool innovation, right? But as we've all seen innovation over the years, the real definition of innovation is 
something that's new and exciting and unusual, but also delivers a value. So understanding the commercial applications and how it delivers value, and the guys just put a ton of a ton of effort and a ton of resources into how do we make it come alive for people, you know? How do we provide a solution and identify those gaps that people are looking for? You know, you get thousands of digital images every day in your life, and it just becomes background noise. So how do you cut through that? And whether that's you're in retail or you're in education or whatever it is, how do you solve that? So how do you deliver value there? And that's what the guys have really done a great job of working on. And I joined in 2018. And when I joined, they were already on their way to making more commercial applications. We launched at CES in Las Vegas in actually 2017, the year before I joined. And then they took it to the next level year after year. And with different applications, different software development kits that made interactivity with the platform that much better so they could do other things and they could, you know, have customers, consumers interact with the device, which is a whole nother level. When you mention education, a lot of our listeners are either educators or makers. How could we use this application where we have a cool thing like a 3D steam engine going through the air or we have dancing gingerbread people? How could this be used for education? Yeah, you know, and it's so important to engage the people, you know, for educators to engage who the students or whoever it is they're trying to get a message across to. And that is something that just you can't ignore. So when you're looking at it, it just it pulls you in and you get the message and the, what we call the dwell time. It's about five times greater than any other digital media. And that's on a conservative level. So if you can get people to pay attention and get involved, obviously anything that you want to get across, the messages or any kind of information, it is so important. So I've worked, currently working with some museums in the United States, and you can imagine that there would be application there. But surprisingly, I'm also talking with HR directors in corporate locations that want to get messaging about, you know, with the new situation that we have now, the new environment with the pandemic, how do you get messaging of people coming back to offices? TV screens where they're coming in, they really don't look at those. But if you really want to get a message across, you can do it with this. You put it up there. Everybody sees it. So that's kind of the magic, and that's where it can apply to wherever you want to capture somebody's attention and get that message across. I had wondered about that because so many companies have had to reimagine what they do. Hypervision had these incredible technologies for the conventions we had, and now suddenly it's time to reinvent. Let's say that we're an HR director. We want to create our own content and tell people, come on, sanitize your hands, stay six feet away, things like that. How do we create our own content with this? Yes, yeah, so we have actually some content that we've created that can be customized, and it's on different levels. So here in the U.S., our fantastic team, the, our design lab, and they've actually created content that is linked up to the three phases that we have in the U.S. 
but you know we're a global company, so they have made content that's applicable across the globe for the pandemic that can be customized. So the key here is is you know we have an unbelievably fantastic hardware, you know state of the art. It's the top level, but also there's also the pro management software. So you got software and you've got a 3D content creation tool. It all comes when you get a device. So. And it's really made for the layperson. Actually, if you go to hypervision.com, there's a demo tool out there. So if you look at content, you could hit that demo tool, and you could see the different things you could create, how easy it is to create. It's like, it's like PowerPoint with animations and everything, but it's actually easier and much more versatile. But you can, you can take the current content we have for COVID. You can customize it for what you want. And like I said, in the U.S., we have the three different phases. So depending on where you are in the phases, it covers all that information. Hey, you know, wash your hands, you know, social distancing, wearing the face coverings, the mask, all of those things that are so important to, you know, being able to open back up and keep everybody safe. So that messaging is so critical that on a unit that shows it in 3D holographic format, that can't be ignored is really powerful. We've talked about business-to-business applications so far, but it strikes me that this could be scalable for possibly individuals who are homeschooling or folks that really want to have something eye-catching in their windows. Is that anything that Hypervision will be doing or is currently doing that I didn't see online? Yeah, you know, we do. We do have some people, not just for a commercial application, so you know, when you talk about innovation that delivers value, that value may not be just commercial or just monetary. It may be building a brand. It may be, I know some people that have purchased the units because they're really into decorating for the holidays and, you know, Halloween being one of them or Christmas or whatever holiday. And they use it for that purpose. And there's all kinds of visuals out there that you can use that just, you know, really makes somebody proud of what they're putting together. So, yeah, there is absolutely applications for individuals. The unit itself is a commercial unit. So it is not a toy to the perspective of where it may not have the longevity or anything. It is really solid state. It's made in Cork, Ireland by a well-known contract manufacturer, so even though it's got a commercial application, a lot of people will use it just, you know, for their own personal use. And some people use it, you know, if they have a wedding coming up or birthdays or anything like that, you can take pictures of your loved ones or whoever's getting married. You can, through the 3D content creation tool, you can create that content and easily put it on the unit. The other really handy thing is is you don't have to download anything to your laptop or any of your units. You Really, all you need to do is be able to get to the Internet. It's all cloud-based. So once it's built in the cloud, you can take that image that you created or the, the animations that you created, and if you like them, you download them to your phone, and you can push them through Wi-Fi right to your unit without having to do anything else. So... Those are the things that make it so turnkey and easy to use, and the content creation's easy, the controlling of it on the unit's easy, 
And the unit itself will hold up to two hours of unique content that's 3D. But the content also, the reason why it's so important to have that functionality and be able to create content correctly with the 3D content creation tool is because it has to be created in a unique way. If you took 3D content and you put it on just a regular flat screen TV, you would see it looks a little different, but obviously there is no transparency or translucency in the image itself. And this way you need to do it because the way the device works, it creates the image, but you do not see the method of how that image is being created. So you don't see the rays, or some people call them blades, spinning. And all you see is that 3D image. It's floating in midair. So it becomes holographic. Because they rotate so fast that the human eye can no longer track it, it becomes 3D. So it's important that the imagery is created in the right way. This has been, I have only very honestly seen it from a distance because I could not get to your <laughs> display table at CES. There were too many people there, but it was knock my eyes out incredible. What's been your own favorite creative experience with creating something with this particular technology? Yeah, so I've had a couple of experiences, one with a very large retailer to where they asked us to create an employee of the future and for their shareholders meeting, for their annual shareholders meeting. So we were able to do that by taking and making the person life-size on stage and interacted with their senior VP. And how we did that is we have single units, but then you've seen, I'm sure, at CES, you saw where the units are put together and made into a much higher resolution. But a single image by controlling all these devices that work in unison to create the image. Well, we did that for this large retailer, and it was just a very proud moment because it just it looked so good. People were blown away, and this person interacted with the senior VP. I would say that is one of the moments. There is other moments where we've had large installations that we've done, but I can tell you that even just for Halloween, I know I mentioned that earlier, but I have used the unit personally for the trick-or-treaters coming around. And to see the kids stop and look at the device and forget that they were there to get candy, <laughs> which is not easy to do, right, with a kid and out on trick-or-treating. And they were just looking at the device. That's the kind of magic, you know, that I remember when I was a kid, you know, and first time at a large theme park or something and seeing that kind of stuff. So it's that same kind of magic. gets me up every day and makes me so excited to be a part of this because not only is it innovative, is it exciting, and it's phenomenal to see, but it delivers value in a lot of different industries, in a lot of different ways, whether it's increasing sales or, you know, you want to just improve your brand recognition or just the ambiance of a location, or you want to educate, like in a museum. So it's very exciting to be on the tip of the spear with this technology. I think it's definitely here to stay. And, you know, in the future, I think that it will become more of the standard. But right now, it is so exciting. And 
I'm just blessed to be part of it. In fact, we've barely touched on this, but I believe that hypervision reimagined itself in four different ways for the pandemic. Would you tell me a little bit more about this, too? Yeah, sure. So we do have programs that we have put together that are pretty turnkey, and they allow, whether you're a real estate you know, manager or you're a hospital or a healthcare facility, and you want to get messaging out to whoever's coming into your establishment, we're able to, you know, with the new content and having accessories that are easily implemented in your location. So we make it very turnkey to implement it, whether it's on a rental basis or it's on you want to purchase a unit and you would want to put the content up there, you know, to the point where we can help you create content customize it, get your messaging out there. And, you know, that's what's so important right now. A lot of people that have participated in it have decided to keep, you know, and even after the pandemic, to still use the device. If you think of, you know, social distancing messaging that you need to give to people, let's say in a retail or a restaurant, it's very good for that. Whereas a lot of the messaging that's out there now maybe doesn't get seen, right? It's either a laminate on the floor or just a static sign that doesn't catch people's attention. Also, the beauty of this is because it's a connected device, you can change the content. So if you have other things that you want to put on there, things you wanted to add or change the messaging, very easy to do. You create it, and then you can put it right to the device you know, after you've created in the content creation tool, have it in your library, and then you can send it right to the device. So it's very easy to manage the content and change it. Whereas the static, you can't do that, right? You have that messaging. So if things change, which lately, <laughs> as you, you know, know full well, is it's, things change all the time. So having that flexibility, I think, is another really big important thing that we focused on and helping to highlight that for our solutions. As we look forward, and we will get through this, this pandemic will be over, what do you see Hypervision doing at that point? Well, you know, there's, because it's an intelligent device, and it's a great question because we've been thinking about that, you know, and, and thinking about what's the world going to look like. Because it's an intelligent device, it can interact with different Devices that are already out there, technology that's already out there. It's on the shelf. It's been proven. So there's touchless technology, right? So hand motion. And you can see this if you go to our website, and hypervision.com. And, of course, that's hypervsn.com. But you can go out there. You can see where we've used some of that technology, hand motions. And you can control the device. You can shop with the device. You can have a virtual assistant that's there or somebody, maybe a hostess that's greeting you, and you can interact with them. Think of facial recognition and where they could know the demographics of whoever's looking at it so the content could change according to the audience that's being addressed. So you're able to communicate that much better without having to have any kind of a touchless system. So I think, you know, moving forward, people are going to be much more cautious, which, you know, 
I think there's certain things that we know are going to be different. There's other things we don't know that are going to be different yet. But because we're a young company, we can change. We're very fluid, very bright people, a lot smarter than me <laughs> that are working in the engineering side and can make those changes and can adapt the functionality according to what we're going to look like as we emerge from this. There will be other types of devices that we, I'm sure, will have. So we're constantly innovating. And it may be not for everybody, but there is some functionality that may be more useful to others. So we are working on that. The current model is planned to be around. It's not going to be sunset. It is something that is going to be around for a long time. But if you think of it as a, another class of hypervision unit, that would be even more over the top. It delivers more, certainly because of the resources to put into it. It will probably be more expensive. But, you know, we're focusing and we're able to do that because we're such a young company. We're able to focus on looking at what solutions may be needed and adapting the technology. The one thing that's constant is it's captivating. You put the right content on it, you can't look away. So in all the noise that's going on in the world today, when you're out, when you're looking at things, it cuts through all of that. That is the one constant. So how do we adjust to that and how do we see how the world's going to look after the pandemic and, and make those changes? We're really quick to make those changes and, and can adapt. So some things we know, like I said, touchless systems, but some things we don't know. And we just have to be prepared. We have to be ready to make those changes, and we can do that. When you tell me the new technology will probably be more expensive, that's got to be something that other people have been curious about, too, is what would be the range? I don't usually mention prices of devices, but this has me curious what this would cost for a business, what it might cost for an individual. Yeah, so... The current device, and actually, you know, if you, for the end user here, we have two different sizes. We have a 22-inch and a 30-inch. Depending on your application, what would be the best fit? In the U.S., the standard, our suggested retail price is 2200 for the smaller unit and 2400 for the larger unit. So it's actually very comparable to, let's say, per square meter when you're trying to create imagery of an OLED, of a high-end digital screen. Very comparable. Obviously, it creates 3D holographic imagery, so it, you know, it's, it's much more, it delivers much more. But it's, it's actually very affordable. In the future, I would be speculating to say what that unit may look like and what it may deliver and the cost but there is needs out there. So we're busy looking at where those gaps are for customers and businesses and educators and what can we do, how can we innovate, and how can we add in. But at the end of the day, it still has to deliver that value. So with all of those things in perspective, that's how we continue to develop and innovate. So some things we may do, 
but it may not have a good application commercially or just for whoever. It doesn't provide the value for the cost. So we're always looking at those things, too. But it's actually very affordable, and we intend to keep it that way. If people could only get one thing from you about innovation, creativity, and making a difference from what you're doing right now with Hypervision, your creative work, and your background, what would you really love them to take away from you? Uh, Yeah, so I would say the number one thing, and this has been consistent, and it's consistent throughout business, throughout everything. Innovation and change in general can be a little scary, can be a little bit painful at times. So in the uncertainty and, you know, especially if you're adverse to risk, you know, then it becomes a little bit of a challenge. But I have known from my own experience, and it's been proven out many other times, that the one thing that is more painful than change is becoming irrelevant. So the world still is going to change around you. How you adapt to that is so important. And this is not just in the business, but in your personal life and everything. It doesn't mean you have to be part of every new thing that comes out. But it, it also doesn't change the reality that things are going to progress. We probably will have autonomous vehicles in the future whether that makes you nervous or not. Those things will happen. And to you're better off to try to embrace it and accept what you can and understand that it can be more painful at the end of that if you don't change than if you're more weighted towards the beginning of those changes. And that is the number one thing I would say to take away and that's what hypervision is. It's here. It's here to stay. It's only going to grow. There is some differences, and people look at it and try to understand it, and they don't quite get their head around it. But we've made it so easy to interact with, and a lot of work has been done with that. So the adoption rate is accelerating because of that. So, but that, you know, don't be afraid of that. Right? Be like that young child that's not afraid and will handle the technology probably better than some of us that are older. Have that same kind of mindset, and you'll be fine. And thank you for your time today. You got it, Dot. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You and I have been listening to Ed Teller, USA Regional Director for Hypervision. You'll find more information on Hypervision's 3D holographic display technology on hypervision.com. Once again, that is hypervision.com. The name is spelled H-Y-P-E-R-V-S-N.com. And be sure you check out Hypervision's YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube and just type Hypervision into the search bar, it should come right up. You are going to be wowed. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two... T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X, to mavericks.com. And you can contact us, to mavericks, at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. 
I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.